Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 80 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Malanich of GratefulGarden.biz. And today, if we got our planets aligned correctly, <laughs> we will be talking with researcher, clinician, educator, and 21st century evidence-based clinical nutritionist, Michael McAvoy, about all things histamine, intolerances, metabolism, digestion, and the connection to thyroid. I say histamine sometimes, and then I say histamine, so it just depends on my mood. I wonder if that has a proper pronunciation, actually. Uh, Who knows? Okay, if you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation podcasts, you can very easily download and listen to them at your leisure on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, Blog Talk Radio. My goodness, Thyroid Nation is everywhere, and we are so grateful that you all listen. So check them out if you've missed any of them. Sorry, I'm just, um, you know, one of those moments. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> okay, well, if we're lucky, we're going to get to talk to him today. Chatted with him on Monday, but you know how life is. Things happen. So anyway, I sent him an email today, so keep your fingers crossed. Michael McAvoy has been involved in the healing arts all of his adult life. He has been an avid student of the yogic arts since... 2001 and credits his yoga and meditation practices for creating stability, discipline, and self-healing in his life. I actually think he might be a, a yogi, too. We'll have to ask him. He's a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner through the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Institute and a certified nutritional consultant through the American Association of Nutritional Consultants. And he is also a certified metabolic typing advisor through the Health Excel System of Metabolic Typing. He is currently on the staff of the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Institute, specializing in research and development, and is also engaged in a two-year course in professional herbal studies through Michael Tierra's East-West School of Planetary Herbology, which is really cool. I know, right? We'll have to talk about that, right? Michael uh-huh. meets with clients from all walks, of, all walks of life, including medical doctors, chiropractors, professional athletes, fitness models and trainers, alternative healthcare professionals, and all those who are interested in achieving higher levels of health by using customized nutrition strategies. He's, uh, he offers a wide spectrum of services for clients nationally and internationally. And when you read his, his stuff and his, his articles on his website and um, you know, kind of his background. He's one of those smarties, so watch out. <laughs> He's a super smarty. We he love those, smarty. though. <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, he is not currently with us, and we're wondering if there may be some. The planets are not aligned this morning. We are currently looking for him. Um, so what you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, I think we should talk about um, something that uh, we were just talking about before we got on live, and that is um, people with autoimmune disease and thyroid disease um, that have breast augmentation um, mm. are having issues, and it's really it's really a big deal. There are so many support groups on Facebook and 
people asking the questions, and it's kind of scary, to be honest. And when you go on those groups, ooh, be prepared for photos. Ooh, it is not pretty. Um, oh, wow. But then, yeah, because they'll show the, you know, what the what they look like when they take them out and the, and right, the mold right, and what right. it does and everything. Oh, um, my God, there's mold? You're yeah. kidding me. Oh, no. my God. And then the ones, that they deemed, the ones they deemed safe were, you know, saline and all of that, and those supposedly aren't safe, or the valve isn't safe, or none of them, none of, none of it, in it is, is any good. I mean, then they got them redone. They redid the silicone. Uh, I know a couple of people who have the new and improved version of the silicone and said that it's, um, you know, not good for you. I mean, it doesn't matter which kind you have. Well, I mean, when you think about the autoimmune perspective, regardless, you know, you have something foreign in the human body. And so the body is going to, I mean, we have that with, you know, with organs. We have that with, you know, life-saving things where the body has to be, you know, told, relax. So unless people, you know, I I don't know, you know, whether they put people on immune suppressants when they do breast implants, you would think it would almost be a given. I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert, really know nothing about the subject. But really, I mean, look at when someone gets a a kidney transplant. They have to tell the body to not attack an organ that that the body should know, even though it's not there. But, you know, um, just reject reject it, right? Exactly, right? I mean, that's. I would think that would be... um, and there's some pretty good articles. I mean, they've had they've suspected that for quite some mm-hmm. time, but they really haven't, mm-hmm. you know, it was always considered a theory. But mm-hmm. that's been around. Like you look at the the PubMed articles on that, you know, that's been around since my god, there's articles that date all the way back to the late 80s on that. But it's still a theory. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know. Well, if, once you see these women's thoughts and oh um god. Mold and that's before huge. and afters is it's uh there you know you can just pretty much take theory or speculation out. I mean it just feels so um oh my not god. Any any group <laughs> sites you want to share maybe for somebody who I mean should we do that? Like well I mean why not? Um, okay. Um, you know that way they know where they're going. Illness look and healing, breast implant illness, illness and healing. Um, which one? I think I joined one. <laughs> You're a singer this morning. I am. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know what's going on. Are you going to break into song here shortly? <clears throat> I might. I'm just trying to do the whole voice thing because I keep slurring and messing up my words. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so that's the one I joined was the Breast Implant Illness and Healing by Nicole. There's 9,000 people in it. And, um, yeah. It's uh, it's Mold. pretty scary. Gee whiz, that is not that is and then, not good. No, and then the pictures, you know, and and the people. Um, I'm just I'm just looking at pictures right now. It's just it's really frightening, and people people's hair is falling out. You know, it's just it's just really crazy. So, um, you know, if if you think you know, I mean, if you have implants, you know, a lot of people do. Um, you know, it's something to definitely think of and look at if you're not feeling well. I mean, I mean, these people in this groups are like, you know, I have 
been told all of these things and, you know, it really just came down to, I mean, I immediately felt better when I got out of the hospital, even though I had just gotten out of the hospital. Almost every single one of them say that. And what they're doing is you don't have to get your implants out necessarily and then go back to the way you were. Of course, some of them are doing reconstruction and then um, some of them are doing fat transfer where they take fat in little places from all of your body. For those of you that have some fat to give, if you don't, I maybe have you plenty. can borrow some. If anyone needs yeah, some. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You know, if you could maybe borrow some, that would be fun. Um, and so they're doing a fat transfer. And um, there's good ways to do that and bad ways to do that. But supposedly, you know, there's a great list on this, you know, group. And, um, Sounds more reasonable, though. Know. I mean, yeah. to be honest. I mean, it's just, it just adds more money. At least it's I mean, your own. Huh? Yeah, it's your own. It is. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And they go, they go right? in. I know, and they go in and they do some things to put so that that your uh, fat uh, is, I don't know, healthy fat and stuff. I don't know. It just seems, you know, like a really cool way to do it. I don't, you know, I'm sure it's expensive. I would love to take fat from other places in my body and put it in my chest. Put it there? (laughs) I would do that regardless, right? I know, right? (laughs) And then um, they're saying that when the explant... Uh, has to be done right. Like there's a capsule that gets formed, and you have to get it all out. Otherwise, it's not really helping. So, so there's oh. that element. And pretty much every single breast implant that's ever been taken out, supposedly, you know, again theory, who knows, is just absolutely disgusting. I mean, apart, yeah. I think I I think I pictured, you know, okay, go in pretty, stay in pretty, <laughs> you know. Right. Clear, pretty. Right. I mean, why? Why? What would? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I was just assumed that it would be a clear, pretty oh thing. Oh my God! Still. The body has so many acids and different chemicals. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't know how, you know, unless they could replicate tissue, how they would make that where, you know, where somehow it wouldn't disintegrate. I like the fat. I like the fat idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, um, it doesn't look like he's with us. And um, well, may, may I mention something really quick that just came up? Sure. In, um, I mean, this the is aromatherapy platform, community. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk for a few minutes. You know, we got okay all day, well, but we're going to talk for a few minutes. But um, for those of you that were listening uh, in or tuning in to listen to Michael, we will have to reschedule this and um, talk later. It's a great topic. He's coming back. We are going to he get is. him. <laughs> Definitely. We think maybe there was, he just maybe forgot because you had scheduled this a while back, huh? I have. And then um, he sent me an email on Monday. So I know he remembered Monday, but then there was Halloween. So you never know. You never know. So I just want to mention real quick because it happens very frequently and it's something I see a lot um, where people or patients don't understand the scope of practice of a chiropractor, of an ND, of an MD, of different different types of people. Do you mind, Dana, if I just clarify that a little bit? Because something came no. up in the aromatherapy oh. community this morning that was this super morning. irritating. Oh, okay. And, okay. I thought you were talking so, about the other issue that I posted about in our Hoshis and Graves group. No. Oh, no. Which one was that? We can talk about that, too. <laughs> that was with oh, the, yes. the woman that had the – yeah. Okay, so yes, yeah, so, so you can go to Hoshes and Graves, the Thyroid Nation, or you can go to Grateful Garden, either one. And we posted 
um, an autoimmune reaction to um, ingesting, cumulatively ingesting um, high doses of essential oils and topically applying meat and um, the body, you know, essential oils will store in fat and the body can build up um, an excess or have a buildup of it and the body can um, have an autoimmune response to that. It's not common. It's something that we're seeing more frequently. Um, but if you're having like whole body itching or rash that you can't explain, and um, this is something that I really think is happening in multiple uh, emergency rooms, doctor visits, this and that, and, and where doctors are not prompted or educated to ask about people's essential oil usage. Um, and of course, the, the patient, you know, has been told that it's okay. And so they don't bring it up. It's not considered something, uh, or it's not even for consideration that it happened. So kind of food for thought for everybody out there. Um, and uh, to be very careful and to be safe and there are safe dilutions, and of course, Grateful Garden and the line we made for Thyroid Nation Essentials all follows um, the American Alliance of Aromatherapists or the, and uh, uh, the Alliance of International Aromatherapists and NAHA, which is the National Association of Holistic Aromatherapists, which is, you know, specific dilutions for for the amount of usage and for uh, the location of the usage, the frequencies. There's many things to take into consideration for. Uh, for safety, particularly for people that have compromised immune systems like children, uh, those with autoimmunity, um, organ transplants, uh, cancer, uh, the elderly, different different types of people. There is there is care uh, to be taken. So that's mentioned number one, and you can check out that article uh, that has photos uh, in the Hashis and Graves um, group and also at Grateful Garden. You can check them out either place. But the other thing I really wanted to mention was when people talk about essential oil usage, and a lot of times the word doctor can get a little bit confusing for people. I've known many people that did not realize that their chiropractor could not prescribe thyroid hormone or could not, you know, um, prescribe medications, antibiotics, different things like that. They get very confused because the limitation. So, uh, I did um, a naturopath. Yep, yep, and it causes people uh, some challenges sometimes because, of course, they're thinking if I take you know these herbs and what have you. Um, and of course, everyone has a choice, and I think that's wonderful, and I think that's so very important. But I also think it's really important for people to understand the limitations of the scope of practice of the practitioner that they're seeing. That way you can make an educated choice, right? It's super important well, to decide. I had no idea. I really didn't. I mean, um, and each state has a different law as to whether some of these doctors can prescribe and can't, and can't prescribe. So I, I didn't know the law. That's a naturopath. Yeah. That is, that is right. technically a natural doctor. And there are, I believe, naturopaths are licensed uh, to prescribe hormones and antibiotics in 13 states. Um, so that's definitely, you know, something to consider. A, a lot of them cannot attend in a hospital, though. So uh, if you, you know, unfortunately are put in the hospital, your fabulous, loving, wonderful naturopath, and we've interviewed so many of them, uh, can't 
attend. So it's something to, to just be aware of and um, so that you can make a, a really good educated choice, you know, and there's a lot of uh, naturopaths and chiropractors that we have interviewed that can work with an MD so that you have a full scope of natural and conventional um, medicine care, which, which is awesome in my opinion. That is, that's the hope for medicine of the future, in my opinion. Oh, definitely, and, and lots, of the, lots of the fantastic guests we've had on in the past are always the ones that, you know, have some limitations as far as being able to prescribe or the, even the ones that don't all have doctors they work with. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, remember for the most um, part. They, oh, yeah. You know, Dr. Josh Red, you know, um, you know, John Robinson can prescribe, but, you know, I mean, they all have doctors that they work with and know and refer, you know, clients to and that kind of thing. So, you know, my, actually mine did not because she was just new here. So it was like I was just, it was just hands up in the air like, okay, this is but not meant to be. So, Isn't that something that's so important to know? And I mean, we can also talk is. about interviewing your doctor. We need to start interviewing our practitioners. What can you do? Are you going to test the free T3? Are you going to test B12 and folate and vitamin D and, and you know, multihistamines and, and multiple perspectives for yeast and all of these different things? Are you going to test my antibodies? You interview your practitioner. Are you for me? If I do have a thyroid issue, are you going to prescribe you know, a natural desiccated thyroid, if it's appropriate, are you going, you know, can you write me a compounding script? Can you, I mean, think about that. If we started interviewing our physicians and then said, mm, I'm sorry, you're not for me, they might take a hint. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. Do you know what I mean? Even if you're, you know, with on state insurance, if you're on an HMO, whatever it is, you still have the right to interview your physician. It's kind of like choosing between five spaghetti sauces on the shelf. You got one that's yeah. got 20 grams of sugar, one that's got one, no preservatives. There's always a, a better choice or, or a way of navigating your physician. Um, and also, you know, when I, I did the same thing, you know, if they're not willing to let you ask questions in the very beginning, then that's just kind of a sign that maybe they they're not the right. Yeah, right. So i I called a couple for my mother and um, because she's got thyroid issues. Right. And I was kind of interviewing the secretary before I even made an appointment for her. And, you know, one place was, you know, kind of taken aback, confused. And another place was just blah, 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 blah. You know, ready to spill it. <laughs> so, so, you know, it was just two phone calls. So, you know, you can right. pick up the phone and hang up and pick up the phone and, and uh, call another one, which is what I did, and got, then I got a blabbermouth. So that was perfect. And right. um, I wanted to tell you something. So we're jumping around today. We're going to talk for just a few more minutes, and then we'll let you guys go. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm in this group, and I just wanted to read something. You know, anything that they, I think, I think that's taken out of your body, they, extreme, they, they consider is, you know, like a biohazard. And so a lot of people are saying that they will not give your implants back to you, period. Um, that, that they go in the biohazard bag and that's it. And I'm just thinking, well, I mean, <laughs> if it was in my body, you know, if it was in my body, I mean, was it hazardous then? 
Like, I don't, you know, it's just, that's kind of crazy. So she just said, I've, I've asked two surgeons about getting my implants back, and they have very strange reactions, and they absolutely will not do it. She's in Ontario, and she's like, has anybody, you know, had this? And, and they're like, I yeah, if no. if she was going to use it for, you know, for like illegal purposes or? Well, I don't know. I guess they, you know, they just want to be sure, but I'm thinking, well, if you don't get them back, then I'm going somewhere else. I mean, I want them back. Of course, they can be in whatever kind of Ziploc cover, whatever you want them to be in, but. I'm getting them back. So, <laughs> I mean, I know how people well, are thinking. Think. Right? I mean, some women want to get their placenta. You can get your placenta yeah. from the hospital, and that's a biohazard. Yep. You just you get it in a little biohazard box. Right. <laughs> and if it gets so. taken from you like it did from me with the health syndrome, that's because they want to study it. But they do need your permission to do that. <laughs> they do need a written permission they can't just sneak out your stuff so so there's that tidbit of information so okay tiff um what about you want to talk really quick and then we'll we'll hang up about the uh story about the woman in the group i mean did you cover that did you even talk about it sorry i was kind of like you know out of it for a minute which woman in the group uh, the article that I posted in the group uh, that had a reaction, I think she was clove that she had used. Well, yeah, they essential were hot oil. essential oils, but it was it was more than just that. It was more than oh, just yeah. that. She was, yes. you know, doing just some other things as well. But right, of course. So every essential oil has uh, a limitation or a recommendation for safety. Um, you know, hot oils like clove and cinnamon are very, very low. So is lemongrass for multiple reasons. And um, there's just, there is uh, basically a scope for each essential oil. So, you know, um, we were talking about the chiropractor that, you know, was making some very poor recommendations to a very large audience. Um, And, uh, you know, I would say you want to, you know, make sure that you're, educational sites or whatever are reputable as well. So, I mean, you put pretty much the guidelines are set by the Alliance of International Aromatherapists and NAHA, which I mentioned before. And right. you just you just want to make sure they're very potent studies, or studies, uh, very potent um, substances, and are amazing and have their place. Um, and you just want to be sure that you're using them. And this, this is the craziest thing, right? is people use them for a natural, safer alternative. But the safer portion of that statement comes from the the type of usage, like how you use them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, they can, they're very, very potent. So, you know, for people that have multiple problems, uh, you want to stay on a very, very low end of it, not to cause any additional problems. People are using it to be healthier, and um, but I, I do plan on making a post on Grateful Garden because uh, I have seen people use alternatives that literally have cost them their life. Not the essential oils themselves, but the fact that they used um, that instead of a prescribed antibiotic, and then and the bacteria took over and they lost their life. I've seen that more than once. So there is a healthy balance to, of course, everything in life. And essential oil usage is important, and it's important that we, you know, use them wisely so that we don't get them taken out of their out of our hands. I think to me that's super important, especially as that's something that I do, you know, for a living. And I think mm-hmm. that 
you know, the FDA is, is sitting hot on our tails, you know. Uh, there's a lot of warnings out to a lot of multiple, you know, there's over 1,500 current warnings between two specific companies. So the FDA is, is watching. Does it make sense? And, yeah. you know, they just recently, you know, um, they didn't necessarily take away Highland's teething tablets, but Highland's chose to pull them off the market because they were getting some heat from the FDA. And if something as benign as that can be taken away from the hands of the people, um, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, so we need to we need to use them wisely. They're amazing, and we want to keep them in our hands without any kind of interference. So, yeah, that's just my two cents on that. And uh, okay, and you don't need very much. That's the craziest part. So to use something full strength is, in my opinion, unnecessary and also expensive and unethical. Okay, so the usage of essential oils worldwide, eventually with certain types of crops, particularly, you know, frankincense and, of course, sandalwood, palo santo, there are several that are currently sitting in that problem, but ethically they're not sustainable. They're not sustainable. Palo Santo, you want to know that it's been ethically harvested, period. The wood, an essential oil, anything Palo Santo. So it's important for us to respect the plants because, again, in my opinion, we get what we put in. The energy that you expect from the plant is going to be reciprocal to the energy that you've given it. So they're very powerful. They're extremely effective in very small doses. It will save you money. It will be respectful to the crop itself. And there you have it. Everything's wonderful, and, and you will get what you expect from right. a good quality essential oil. <laughs> but anyway, and that's, that's why, why my, we, my when we decided to come up with our, um, our essential oils blends for Thyroid Nation, we were very careful and very specific because we want to be careful. And we always err on the side of caution because your health is important and we don't want any any issues. So they smell Particularly lovely. They autoimmune. are supportive. Oh, yeah. yeah. They smell lovely and, and they're they're beautiful and they, uh, they're supportive. So you can check them out. Thyroid Nation okay, Essentials well. Thyroid Nation. And there we go. We've had okay. our chit-chat this morning. That's right. That's our chit chat for the day. So we're sorry, well, Michael uh, McAvoy. We're happened. coming after you. <laughs> we are. We hope you're well and healthy, and everything's good with you. And uh, we will have you on again. So thank you guys for tuning in. For those of you that did, and I will change the title, and uh, we will reschedule this. Yep. And again, I just just to kind of throw it in there, Dana and I, even though we didn't talk to Michael this morning. Always want to remind you, it is so very important, probably the most important thing ever, is that you pay attention to your body, always listen. It's a wonderful diagnostician of everything, your thyroid medication, the foods that you eat, the things that you put on your skin, the essential oils that you use, everything. You always want to listen to your body because it is telling you whether you are in agreement or not, if it's going to make you well or help you or not. Um, Please listen to your body. Absolutely. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation Green Gatika, living in Colorado Springs. 
And Tiffany Melanich of Grateful Garden, not biz, living in Joshua Tree. We're <laughs> needing <laughs> the collective voice of thyroid survivors worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. Sorry about that. Have a wonderful day.